0: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast Hello everyone I am Malik Madhu from Mint's personal finance team In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money I'll be speaking to Swaroop Mohanty CEO at Meray Asset Investment Managers India about his personal finance journey 2 years ago when COVID struck Mint reached out to leaders in the financial services industry to understand how the pandemic impacted their personal finances. Today, as life seems to have returned to normal, we are reaching out to these industry leaders to see how things have turned out for them. Their experiences may have valuable lessons for many of us.
1: Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money? a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey.
0: Hi Swaroop, thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi Malik, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's always a pleasure talking to you.
0: Thanks Swaroop. Uh, So Swaroop, we'd like to understand, you know, what is your uh, current asset allocation? So, you know, in terms of equity, debt, gold, real estate, and any other assets, you know, how, how, you know, what percentage of your money is across these assets?
1: See, I'm a very boring, mathematical oriented, mm-hmm. uh, allocated person. So mm-hmm. my original asset allocation was 60-40, 60 in uh, equity, 40 in debt. I'm this age plus 20 sort of uh, maths guy but -hmm. what's happened you will appreciate in the last two years the markets have really run up and that's why the allocation has got skewed a little to the equity side. Currently on a ballpark I think I would be around 70% in equity, around 25% in uh, in debt, another 5% in gold. Uh, Most of the gold still unfortunately is physical due to the social background i I don't consider uh, the house i stay in as as real estate so i wouldn't consider it an investment at all that's the only one i have and and uh, recently it just got the good fortune of investing in two uh, startup companies a small amount promoters were very kind enough to allow me to be part of them that's too early so i don't want to include that Sure. Uh, in the asset allocation yet but uh, on the all the uh, alternate side I do have started investing is what I'd like to point out. You know recent investments have been in debt so I'm on the course to bring it back to 60-40. I sure. don't know if I'll get it back to 60-40 but 65-35 for sure.
0: Okay okay so sort of when it comes to debt and equity do you like generally go through the MF route, or do you also do like you know direct investments in stocks or directly investing in bonds?
1: No, quite honestly, I don't have the expertise to invest directly in equity stocks. So, okay. all my investments have been and will perpetually be with mutual funds only.
0: Okay, and even for debt, you are essentially going through debt
1: MFs? Yes, always better. You know, now the index and debt is giving me some opportunities. I'm right. weighing them, but not yet. Because if you look at the present interest rates, it's it's time to get back to long debt. So, right. so that's my view. But broadly in active that is what I have been investing.
0: Okay. The other thing I wanted to understand, uh, Swaroop, so like broadly over the last two years, you know, especially if you look at from the March 2020 lows, post-Covid, how, how has your portfolio been essentially, you know, what has been the performance of your equity and uh, debt portfolio? Could you provide some numbers maybe?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the equity has done well. I must say and uh, broadly, uh, our funds have done well. So on the equity side, no complaints. In fact, couldn't have asked for uh, more is what right. I can say that De- the debt on the longer side has taken a hit sure. uh, uh, but uh, you know the interest rates uh, seem to be moving up so if I can get into the longer side a bit more now I think I should be okay for the next cycle. Okay okay
0: and uh, in equity like have you you know do you have like a more large cap sort of focus or you know do you, are you divided across large, mid and small and have you kind of changed that over the last one or two years as the valuations for, you know, some of the mid and small cap stocks went up.
1: See, like I said, I'm a very mathematically driven uh, (laughs) portfolio return. uh uh, you know asset allocator my overall portfolio requirement return requirement as per my goals and mostly largely now it's the retirement side which is pending it is between 11 and 12 percent so i don't need to take the risk of the small caps not that i'm saying small cap investing is bad but from my return projection perspective i mean uh, it is not required so i'm mostly a large and mid. Uh, uh investor and the risk adjust return the adjusted returns of both these have been fairly good over my years of investing so no small caps for me but i do okay. take the thematic route because i feel themes are very futuristic in in their okay. approach i mm-hmm. mean uh, seven eight years ago when, it, when we started investing in say consumption it right. looked fmcg but today it is very broad based it's it's right. very diversified the things mm-hmm. will play out i mean when i started my career if you look at the banking side of the whole thing, it read banks, any portfolio, then yeah. it was banking and financial. Now we say banking, financial, fintech. Sure. So I, I, instead of uh, uh, digressing into the smaller cap companies where I feel the balance sheets will remain a question mark, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I feel it's better for me to look at themes where uh, I, I was an early investor in consumption very early in healthcare. And now it's a banking theme which will play out in the next three, four years.
0: Sure. That makes sense.
1: Like I am a paranoid retirement uh, uh, <laughs> kitty person because you know I don't have a pension, and sure. I've seen the advantages of my parents with a pension money. Right, right. So I am very paranoid, and somehow you know uh, my views or the requirements at my retirement time are little, uh, you know, st- tilted towards the paranoia side. So, so <laughs> I would like to ensure that part more than anything else. So, if mathematically I'll reach that figure. that is like my prime objective over anything else
0: got it no it makes sense (laughs) but uh, in debt like you know have you shifted across debt fund categories in the last one year or so because the interest rate view has changed i mean today we see interest rates rising you know this seems more imminent than ever before so are you doing any shifting in debt fund categories
1: see i don't uh, time the market in any way or you know fluctuate out of funds as per interest cycle because they are not under my, my uh, you know, knowledge or they don't go as per my wish and whim. So I sure. leave it to the fund manager like I do on the equity side. Mm-hmm. But you know, the in post this uh, uh, last one year, my recent additions had been more on the shorter end than on the longer end. Okay. I feel now, uh, you know, my fresh additions will be in the longer end going forward, which will balance out.
0: Okay, understood. And, uh, you know, if you look at the last one year, you know, is there any strategy that really worked for you, or you know, is there some strategy that
1: didn't work? No, I think staying invested went right, and that always goes right. You know, I mean, if you are uh, invested in the market, and and you cannot outtime the market, or uh, right. market is smarter than you think. Continuing with my monthly SIPs has worked, uh, but the global part has not worked uh, okay. primarily because you know there were times when I was wanting to buy at the lows, but I could not. So. Uh, that will leave an impact on the future side of the portfolio. There's no denying that.
0: Do you have like a number in terms of how much of your equity portfolio is you know into international uh, MFs?
1: So, I'd intended to take it up to 20% okay. but it's around 10-11% right now. I'm not able to add more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt this uh, last 6-8 months had given me an opportunity which uh, I was not able to take.
0: So, just want to understand of course, since you're going a lot, you know, through the MF rule, you know, what percentage of your uh, portfolio is invested in your own schemes like, you know, Mira Asset schemes and have you kind of tinkered with that also over the years?
1: No, broadly 85%, around 85 to 87% of my money is in Mira Asset. Oh,
0: really? And That's that
1: will, very, quite yes. high, okay. And uh, on merit too, I mean, I am not saying this, uh, of course, I work here, so I'd like to put my money here. But if you look at the performance over the last decade, they deserve to be there. It is a skewed, I mean, uh, uh, percentage, I agree, but uh, I am okay with that. I I think I'll remain that much, uh, definitely, at least that much.
0: And uh, you know what, like, again, this is one thing you keep, you know, coming across people and they say, you know, how life has really changed post-COVID, even though COVID is no longer there. Have you had, you know, any lifestyle changes in terms of your spending or money or even otherwise, I mean, are you a different person post-Covid?
1: Yes, uh, I must say that, you know, this Covid, you know, when when you look at spending and let's Mm -hmm. be very honest, there is a need part of your spending, there is a want part of your spending. Before Covid, you felt that without the want part, how can you live?
0: Right.
1: But these two years have given not only me and I think everybody a great chance to rework your income expense uh, statement. And, and we have realized that, you know, without a lot of those want part spending, life mm-hmm. is still comfortable. Right. So, mm-hmm. I think what I've been able to do is pretty significant because, you know, I, I'm towards the last leg of my retirement uh, uh, accumulation period. So, uh, I was able to rework my income expense st- statement and increase okay. my SIPs a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and,
1: uh, and it's still working fine for me
0: there's a lot of investment advice floating around, but you know, anything that you would like to share with our listeners on, you know, what is something they must definitely do, you know, when they are planning, you know, their finances and trying to figure out, you know, how to uh, save and invest for the future.
1: I think first is, you know, ask yourself why you are investing. That's the fundamental question and that is where it starts. Mm -hmm. If you don't know why you are investing, you'll never know where to invest. Then you are that return chaser. There is a lot of difference between a return chaser and a goal chaser because goal chaser is your life and it's part of your life. Sooner you become a goal chaser, better for you. Uh, so that's rule number one uh, invest with a definite goal in mind. I mean, I know okay. people who invest to buy a mobile phone every two years and they continuously buy it you know my goodness Uh, so goals can be anything goals are part of your life so and there is a fund which will cater to that goal as per the risk profile of that goal Mm -hmm. but once you know that then working backwards is easy nine out of ten times people ask us which is your best fund i ask them do you need that fund you know, and then they get a little surprised. Okay, say, so your best fund, I'll obviously invest. But uh, the key is to match your goal with that fund. Sometimes, you know, when you do the goal, you mm. will realize that uh, the goal might not be a realistic one for you. Sure. Based on your risk profile, based on your amount of money you have. sometimes right. Goals are unrealistic.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's a
1: tough one to realize that. It's happened right. to me. But you know, I wanted something, but I didn't have the finances to buy it. So, so you have to do away with the goal. Right, yeah. so that's yeah. what goal does to you, makes it a process. That's step number one, and as per the goal, then you know, I don't think risk profiling is something which one comes to know day one. I feel okay. risk profiling is a journey, mm-hmm. and then every eight part of your life, your risk profile also changes. Right. Every every event in the market also tests your risk profiling. I mean, if you're talking about forty percent crash in your markets in one yeah. month. Everybody's risk profiling is tested. So so it's a journey and it changes over a period of time based on which the underlying portfolio can take changes also. Right, yeah. No,
0: very interesting
1: points, uh, Swaroop. Yeah, so as you do this journey, you will realize what is right for you, what is not right for you. But broadly, you will be able to figure out either by yourself, if you are not, then with the help of a decent advisor or a distributor, what is the asset allocation. Mm -hmm. Once you make the asset allocation, then the asset allocation is the key sure market mm-hmm. is not the king mm-hmm. See, if, if, if that's where you know my final thought is that you know do your review diligently, mm-hmm. on time if you're a one-year review two-year review whichever you fix it up but on that the, re- the review has to happen and more important the rebalance on that has to happen completely unemotionally yeah Completely unemotionally. It has got nothing to do with and if like I said, you know, it had gone up to 80%. I also know that the equity markets are looking good. That is my personal right. opinion. But my asset allocation says I have to get it back to 60, 40. But I feel, you know, I, I, I want to keep it 65, 35. That's a small change I've changed. But all my fresh money are more going towards debt than equity at this moment which may sound contradictory but mm. for me that 65 35 is more important than anything else
0: yeah i think it's it's hard to be unemotional and especially when it comes to investments but you know maybe that's the key to getting it right
1: yeah i mean that's that's uh, the bottom line i mean uh, make mm. it as mathematical as possible and and uh, you become emotional if you think you're smarter than the market which you are not <laughs> The sooner you realize that, the better.
0: Yeah, I get it. No, very interesting insights, Swaroop. And, uh, you know, thanks so much for taking out the time to talk to us and sharing your uh, personal finance journey with
1: us. I should be thanking you for giving me this opportunity. Really a pleasure always.
0: Swaroop, thanks very much for sharing your personal finance journey with us. It was great to have you on the podcast. Listeners, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any personal finance questions, you can email them to us at mintmoney at or you can reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at molik underscore madhu. That is M-A-U-L-I-K underscore M-A-D-H-U.